Fort Worth Camera Radio. The sweetest smelling camera store radio station out there. It's also the only one. Hey, I'm Mackenzie Hughes with Fort Worth Camera Radio. With us, as always, is Greg Woods behind the board. You can't hear him right now, but he said yo. And special guests. We needed some energy today. It's a good day to have Roman Pena and Jamie Ford of Rap Photo. Hey, what hey, up? hey. What's going on? Well, I'm glad you're here because uh, we need some uh, interesting discussion today. It's going to be a good weekend. And let's just get right to it. And I want to say, what were the three things that got you into photography? Well, uh, I'll, take Roman, this, I'll, I'll, I'll take this uh, little uh, tidbit here. Uh, the big things for me as a young kid growing up in Cowtown, uh, I was heavily influenced by music, and along with music comes uh, the ladies. Yeah, and uh, that that was kind of my inspiration. I wanted we to be a rock star. We are total pervs the way we're talking right well, now. You know, yeah, you know, hey, oh well, <laughs> let's bring to your top side. No, uh, yeah, music was the was the big force in my life. I wanted to be a rock star, but uh, unfortunately, I did not have that skill set. So uh, photography kind of stepped into that place. I figured. If I can't be on stage, then I'd like to be as close as possible, had a camera, and there you go. That's that's how my career got started. And this is all in Fort Worth. All in Fort the Worth. The hallmark of this uh, podcast, by the way. All in Fort Worth. Uh, we'll kind of fast forward a little bit. Okay. In 1989-90, I was a young lad of 18 years old and became the house photographer at the Caravan of Dreams. Uh, for those of us who did not grow up before oh, Fort Worth, <laughs> where was or is the Caravan of Dreams? Caravan of Dreams is the corner of 3rd and Houston, where the Riata now resides. Oh. So back in those days, it was a world-renowned jazz and blues club. So I was, I, I enjoyed blues music as a young kid, and so it was a big opportunity for me to really get into that scene uh, met a lot of local musicians, and then that took me to other places like the Keys and, oh gosh, Stumpies, just different blues places all around uh, Fort Worth and Dallas. So I really got into the music scene and did it from the camera side of things. So it was a it was a blessing for me because not only did I have a, a little bit of knowledge of the blues, working as a house photographer at the Caravan of Dreams at the time, my world was opened up to all these new artists ranging like i said blues and jazz so my jazz influences back then i didn't really have any so i was a clean slate and just a lot of different groups that came through that you know i was just lucky and blessed to have found that kind of opportunity to shoot and be a part of that community so, for those of you listening that haven't probably already guessed it, we're talking to um, concert photographers. And these images can be seen at... RapPhotoCompany.com Okay. And what about on Instagram, perhaps? That's also Rap Photo Company. Okay. Well. So, all one word. R-A-P-P-H-O-T-O Company. And that's on Instagram. Correct. Um, I'm looking at some pretty cool images. Is this Daryl Hall? Uh, that's I would, that's I Hall of Notes, yes. Hall of Notes, yes. Hall of Notes. Okay, cool. Um, now, 
may I announce it or you, your official titles in regards to the place you normally shoot photos? Uh, yeah, sure. Too right. slow. Okay, so you're, right you're, you're officially known as the official photography team of the American Airlines Center in Dallas, correct? That correct. is correct. Okay. Now, I've got a question that I think is really important for anyone to um, be asked, especially if you're coming on this show. And yes, we called it a show. It's radio, right? It's radio. Okay. Celestial. And we actually did a whole uh, episode on it with Kedron Franklin, and it talks about burnout. So I guess my question is, how do you deal with the frustration of maybe capturing images you've already had? How do you deal with the frustration of trying to get new images of the same stuff? Well, uh, it's kind of interesting because now that we're in these positions, so uh, to add to the American Airlines house photographer title, we are also the house photographers at the pavilion at Toyota Music Factory as wow. well. So we have two arena uh, house photographer gigs. So we see a lot of, I won't say overlap, but you know we are photographing artists multiple times. So to answer wow. your question, it's, it's always kind of interesting. Every show in and of itself is very unique. We have different things that we have to overcome. And uh, my, our, co, our counterparts in the industry, we always laugh because, you know, we, we talk about the lighting gods and how they're going to smile upon us today. Or, you know, it is what it is because we have no control of what it is that we're trying to 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 shoot you know sometimes we have wonderful lighting and we get pit access the trend it seems nowadays with some of the pop stars or older artists they want you shooting from the soundboard so that leaves us in a situation where we have a one perspective view of the show and we still have to be creative and hope we get good lighting and if not then we have to rely on our technical expertise to pull a rabbit out of a hat literally okay now uh, I want to uh, enough enough with you. I'd rather talk to your wife. Uh, Take it away, Jamie. <laughs> how do you deal with just concert photography etiquette? That's something that comes up. Ooh, yeah, etiquette. There is an etiquette. There are a lot of new photographers that have come in that are really, really, really new at it, and you can tell. And it's no big deal. But yeah, there is an etiquette. You would probably think that, oh, hey, let me hold my camera up in front of everybody and shoot this band and then not look twice behind you to see if there's another photographer back there so that's one of the etiquettes you look for and then also you know um i don't know there's there's well, a lot okay so let, let's riff on that for a moment because that is frustrating yep. as the original question <laughs> was part of now what do you have do you have any sort of advice to someone who is either also at the same show shooting or just advice for people shooting concert photography in general in regards to etiquette. Sorry, my advice is not very good. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll chime in for just a second. So okay. There's a couple of things that you always want to do as a young photographer coming into a venue, and that is get to know who you're shooting with. The pit is a very active place, and you always have to be aware of your surroundings. Yes, you have a job to capture an image, but you also need to know who's behind you, who's to the side of you. Um, I feel that we got the opportunity at American Airlines because we worked the pit. This is true. And we really 
were kind of all over the place, running, dodging, ducking, popping up, and making sure we were never in anybody's shot or bumping someone. Now, that's not to say that it never happens, but if it happens, you turn around and say, hey, I'm sorry, acknowledge that you've done something, and then go about your business. We're not saying stay clear, everybody, though I have a tendency when I see a group of photographers in one area, I'm going the opposite way. I don't want the same shot as everybody else. Uh, but there's a way to work within the pit as an, as an entire unit where you're not stepping all over everybody. And that, to me, is probably the most important thing. It will get you further along in your career, and you will be respected by the other photographers in the pit. And that has a, a, a weighs heavily because the concert photographer community is actually a very close-knit community. You see the same people over and over at every show. So you don't want to alienate yourself from those people because you're going to be, if you continue in this field, you're going to be along those people your entire career. You know, Dallas, well, Fort Worth in particular, but Dallas, Fort Worth, it's just a real big sm set of small towns, it seems to me, and in, within the, the niche community of concert photography, which is pretty narrow, you probably come across people, the same people all the time, don't you? All yes, the time. Yes, all the time. Yeah. It's the same people. And when you see somebody new, it's, you want to... It stands out. Wanna, it stands out, <laughs> but you want to help them out a little bit. I mean... Well, okay, so someone's coming into this type of photography. Before I ask what words of wisdom you would have for them, let's rewind a little bit back to the, the days of you starting out in Fort Worth. You're a Fort Worth guy. Did you meet a Fort Worth gal? Oh, gosh. Where did the two of you m I'm meet? originally from Burleson, but I was always in Fort Worth. Okay. So, yeah, you're a Fort Worth team, right? Yes, we are. Okay. Yes. So, name some earlier influences on your career as a photographer. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you didn't have time to rehearse well, this. Well, this, this is a, an on actual the spot, man. One. That's how we roll. Well, I have to kind of, I'm, I'm rewinding it back, you know, close to 35 years. So, it's, it, it takes That's a impressive. Thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. So, uh a lot of my earlier influences are going to be the newspaper photographers from the 80s at the Star-Telegram. You know, when I was getting into it, you know, I started out as a, in junior high when the photography club. So I was shooting sporting events, which people won't understand the segue, but you're using available light and you don't have the best equipment starting out. So you have to learn how to use your equipment to get good results. I always would see the, I guess you would, I would call them idols back then, but they were the newspaper photographers. They were carrying photojournalists. Oh yeah, they were carrying around the Nikon F3s with the MD4s, 182.8s, and I'm like, oh my god, I want one of those. So that's what I looked yeah. up to, and I always would bug the hell out of them. I was, I've, I've always kind of been a little outspoken, not too terribly shy. So I would approach these guys and say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is that I need to do. Luckily, back then, I was able to understand the concepts of push processing film. So I was able to manipulate light at a very young age and get good results. So for me, the people I looked up to were always the photojournalists, and I always was in their ear asking questions. 
being respectful because, of course, they're out there doing a job and they have to execute. But I was always just trying to, to see what gear they had to look to that what I was striving for. So, Jamie, tell us about the transition of brand loyalty of your gear. <laughs> you like that question? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, you, where, where did you start? I started what I, shoot, what I shot with. Yeah. Yeah. I started shooting, um, what was it, the Canon 3? Nope, 7D. No, it was Okay, 30. so you started with very, digital cameras. Digital. I started okay. as soon as things kind of were going digital. Okay. Your first About camera was my a 70. First camera. Well, okay, the first one I owned yes. was a, a Canon 70. <laughs> and then I went all the way up. And, of course, just here recently. <gasps> Do we need a drum roll? I switched to mirrorless Sony. And I cannot wait to use it. It's hardly like a, a groundbreaking statement anymore. <laughs> it used to be because it was funny. When we started doing these episodes, Greg and I, like... And I gotta tell you, I sold all my Canon stuff. Now I'm a Sony shooter. And then every episode, everyone was saying that. And we're like, oh, well, this is not really unique or even I'm interesting sorry. anymore. Okay, well, not in, it's, in your, it's that's a not fact. what I meant about you, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you guys traded in your Canon stuff for Sony gear. What do you think that's supposed to afford you as concert photographers? Jamie first. You talk a lot. Jamie oh, yes. first. Oh, I can already see a big change already just shooting with it. Are you, you're meaning the fact that. The quality? Uh, let's save that for another discussion. Oh. I really want to just under let people understand what oh. the point of what was the point of changing from one brand to another, excluding image quality. That the cameras are smaller, perhaps, or um, that they do something different. I would say smarter. Okay. Not at, I mean less time because of shooting concerts. You have to have less time to think about what it is that you are putting into your manual settings. And I believe that working smarter is better than working harder. Because, of course, mirrorless cameras, you can already see the exposure through the viewfinder rather it, than it waiting helped, for it. Yeah, it, it, to, to it moves see, yeah. things a lot quicker. If you got a really fast-paced band, you're okay. on it. So for what we do primarily, smarter. Well, I, I'll, I'll give you a, a brief rundown. And this is I, not a commercial for no, Sony, no, no, by no, the way. No, 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 no. I, I was originally, my first camera was a German camera. It was a Petri Racer. It's hey. a range finder. Sure. So, so I went from a range finder to, a D, uh, to just a regular SLR. I think I went to the Pentax A2, A3000, I think. I don't my, know. My, first, many, my first DSLR was a Pentax. So I went from that, and then my grandfather gave me some sage advice. He says... Spend the money on your gear because that's how you make your money. Mm. So, uh, like I said, been around these parts for a long time. I bought my very first Nikon, which was an FG, at Montgomery Wards down the street really? on 7th. Wow. Saved up my money from selling concert photography photos at school to my peers. And I think I paid, uh, I believe it was $250 for an Nikon FG in like 80 384. That's cool. And uh, how long have you been shooting? Uh, we're, we're at 34 years. See, I up. lost count. Yeah. It, it, I, that was Dixie Dixon's first was. camera, by the way. The, dropping, the, it, dropping a name, if the, I may. The, the Nikon, Nikon FG? FG, yeah. Oh, man, I love that camera. I still have a, a version of that in our studio up on a shelf. Cool. So went from the Nikons and literally purchased every Nikon from an F1, the original F, all the way to the F... 
four. And then everything kind of changed because I was working at a photo lab. We had a in-store studio and I had all this wonderful gear that no one knew how to work. So I went to a pawn shop, traded a guitar for a Canon 650 and then uh, made the yeah. switch from manual focus to autofocus. So that transition was a pretty big transition for me. And then I've stayed with Canon since then. So I've been a Canon man probably since the mid-90s. And uh, here just recently, days ago, we made yeah, the switch to uh, the mirrorless system. So I've gone through the different technologies. And for me, in the days making that transition from film to digital, the first gosh first digital camera i can remember was the sony mavica that shot on, on floppy disk shot on floppy and all my friends were like oh my god you don't have a digital camera i'm like hey guys that camera i can't do anything with yeah. i have a array of lenses that are specialty that i need to use in my daily workflow that's not going to help me so canon comes out with the dun 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 dun, dun d30 that's not to be confused one. yes you did use my d30 um and that was, I called my clients and said, hey, I'm going to this, this new technology. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. Please don't drop me because I'm too cutting edge. And when I made that transition, <laughs> I never looked back. This is a time machine we just stepped oh, yeah, into, man. Right. This is yep. great. Oops, sorry. Um, so I've been canon for that entire time. I had my glass already, went to the digital, never looked back. And so now... We're third-generation Sony mirrorless, and I'm finally making that decision to transition. It had to be proven, time-tested proven, that this was not going to be a fad for me to jump in. Because, again, we have a ton of Canon glass, and really the biggest factor in all of this is what we've seen through counterparts in the industry is these mirrorless cameras are capturing detail in low lighting situations that the other cameras just cannot touch. And where we're at, where we're positioned in the marketplace, we have to stay on top with our gear so that our skills are putting us forward. Where we have to have the combination of technology and a skill set to stay relevant. And where we're at, we, I mean, it was a, it was just the natural you know progression it was time for us to do this we've seen that they're proven so instead of uh dabbling our toes in the water i tried like hell to do that but we had to make that deep plunge into this into the side because let's face it we are two independent photographers there's no way in hell we're sharing a single camera so we've uh, been lucky enough to acquire two of the a7-3s so we're super stoked the very that. very rare a7-3 <laughs> mark that because if this gets played back you know 10 years from now people will <laughs> laugh that a7-3s are going to be at <laughs> one time rare or something Wrong. like that all right, so as we wind down, I want to I want to go through. You handed me your your stack of passes. That's just from this year. That's just from this year. Just this year. Okay, people on the radio can't see this or the podcast rather, just, but people on Facebook one. Live can see this. Is just one. Mine is okay. Also like that. <laughs> I'm gonna go through this. Hall and Oates, uh, Shania Twain, uh, 
Come on, don't dog Shania Twain. Alan Jackson, uh, Ann Wilson, Paul Rogers, Foreigner, White Snake. Hopefully it gets better. Three doors down. Uh, come on, guys, where are we? You passed up the Violent Femmes there. Violent Femmes. Leon Bridges, another local guy. Local. Um, Steely Dan. And I wish I was there for that. Doobie Brothers. Um, the list goes on and literally on and on. Brad Paisley. Yeah, we just Beck. didn't have that time. Oh, I wish I would have seen that. Beck was a great show. Um, I, you know, Joe Satriani. Mm-hmm. Two cellos. I don't really know what that. And Dave Matthews Band. Uh, among oh, here's Kesha and Macklemore. Have you actually? Do you ever actually get to meet any of these people? So uh, <laughs> on rare occasions. On I rare mean, occasions, yes. Sometimes there's a meet and greet happening, and we get to meet them. But to stay professional, you kind of want to like. You're in the you trenches. Your, yeah, you, I mean, being right. working in photojournalism, you know your boundaries. It's not a glamorous mm-hmm. lifestyle. No, mm-hmm. no. We A lot of people misconceive that when we go to work, it's like, hey, it's a party. We're going to be hanging out in the green room. And No, what? it's not like that. We are under strict guidelines, basically. We are treated like the media. And being raised in a photojournalistic world, um, you go in there and you're representing your company, so you are always on your best behavior. Uh, note to all photographers that are trying to get in this deal, you cannot be a renegade. People will take notice if you're trying to sneak in here or do this. So you, it's really important to kind of follow the guidelines set. So we go in, we shoot our three songs, and we're out. Now, because of our position in these uh, venues, we get hired for meet and greets. Um, or we have to shoot some behind-the-scenes stuff for the artists where we're actually hired by the artists to document their stay at the venue on a given day. Uh, I guess last year I was hired by Don Henley in the Eagles for his 70th birthday. So I shot the entire show, went up on stage at the end of the show when they had a kind of a curtain call and got some really fantastic images. And then the next thing you know, I'm being published in Rolling Stone for those images. So it's You it's, save the Rolling Stone story for last? Uh, well, you know. Thanks, man. Like Rolling Stone. Anyway, okay. uh, so there's a lot of different things that we do, and it's not always about, you know, that deal. The We're glamour. working. Yeah, it's not the glamour. To go well, back to the glamour, yeah. Roman shot a comedy show and explain uh. that. All right, so uh, we're at the uh, Pavilion Toyota Music Factory in Irving, and I get hired on for the day to shadow Chris Rock. Oh, wow. And so it was, it was kind of funny because, you know, you don't really approach these comedians. And just for another kind of backstory, I worked in the comedy business for about 10 years for uh, Randy Butler at High. That's funny because Club. you're not very funny. Well, you know. Huh? <laughs> I just have to cut everybody to the punchline uh, so I don't ha- hear all the uh, short jokes. So, But anyway, so I'm familiar with the comedian etiquette, so to say. So I'm a fly on the wall the entire day. And Mr. Rock, Chris, uh, has his dressing room door open. And I'm literally stationed at his door waiting for something to happen. I've got full gear on, which means I'm harnessed in with, at this time, probably two Canon um, 5D Mark III's, and a full set of lenses, ranging from fisheye to 200, 70 to 200. 
and I'm standing there for hours, and I overhear this conversation that he's purposely making loud, and it's this conversation, and it's, like I said, I, I know comedian etiquette, and I know a lot of their stories, so it's a little racy, and uh, I'm doing my best not to laugh out loud because the guy is just... What you see on TV and in movies, that is him all the time. He's not faking it. That is who he is. So it was awesome. And so I hear these stories and, you know, uh, we'll just kind of gloss this over. But he's like, well, you know, after a show, women are hitting on you. He finds himself in situations, this, that, and the other. And so I'm like going, okay, yeah, I, I can relate to to all this that he's saying because I've seen it happen with other comedians. Women and, hitting on you? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, having said that, he gets off the phone, walks out of the dressing room, and goes to see the other feature acts and openers and has this conversation with them. He's like, oh, I just got off the phone with the commish. And everybody's kind of looking at him like, well, who the hell's the commish? And he goes, you know... Jerry Seinfeld. And I'm oh. like, oh, wow. I yeah, was they're, they're I was third party to this conversation that I'm just dying laughing about. What I didn't know, because we'll just say I was kind of sequestered for the day, so I'm not on social media, not seeing any TV. This was the day that the news broke that Louis C.K. Oh, was being wow. roasted, so to say. Y and yeah. so all these conversations I'm hearing, I now realize what this is all about but it, again i don't really know this until i get home from after the shoot and see the news and i'm like holy smokes this is really cool that i was this fly on the wall literally taking this all in and just with chris to, rock jerry chris seinfeld and louis ck yeah yeah that's that's a good story so it was it was neat Fun stuff, fun stuff. But Couldn't that's just that a day pass. at work. No, just a day well, at work. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, I, I, I'll <laughs> say this. Uh, the fact that we've been able to kind of talk 35 years of experience with cool, you know, celebrity stories and whatever. So you may not have a, a glamorous workload, but I find I think you're celebrities. You're celebrities in my book anyway. Yeah, we're just hometown people. That's yeah, all. that's Regular cool. Regular so, people. Final question. Da, 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 da. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? Oh, well, I'd say daily. I will never leave this town. This is, uh, this is home. I got my start right up the street from where we're at right now at, at Stripling Middle School in a photography class. I went to... That's really close. Yeah. That's right, right there. Literally, right down the street. We follow Crestline straight up. We're there. Uh, wow. I was a photographer at Arlington Heights High School my entire career there so as an underclass so you, you went to heights i went to heights i'm a graduate of home of heights. lee harvey oswald and, and uh john, john dusseldorf as we know as john denver oh <laughs> yes uh I've, I've got a lot of great friends that uh that i that have helped me along the way um for me i'll never leave this place i've i've lived elsewhere and i always come back here I can walk down the street and have work thrown at me, and I'm always grateful for that. I had, a, I had an opportunity to go to school full ride at Northern Arizona for photojournalism, and I turned it down because I could not leave my town because I knew that this was more important than getting that degree out at Northern Arizona in Flagstaff. I felt that if I left for four years, my valuable contacts could be lost. 
And because of that, I feel that uh, I've been able to succeed. Now, I'm not Rockefeller by any means. I love what I do, and so money's never really an object. I just have so much happiness and joy photographing everything that we do, and I'm glad to do it at my hometown. Yeah, you now said, th- this Fort Worth crossed my mind? Yeah, well, I am going to ask you, this is a special two-parter episode. Not two episodes, but we've never had two guests in the studio, so... Now you, Jamie Ford. Uh, see, all I thought of was the photo I had taken with the Mr. George Strait himself. Hey. Hey, hey. And did y'all know he's not that tall? <laughs> no, I, 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 I didn't know that, no. <laughs> but he is a is short he? guy, yeah. That's why so, he's so good on those bulls, right? So, yes, Fort Worth <laughs> does cross my mind. Okay. Just because the, you met George Strait? No, that is I not I need a why. deeper answer than that, though. <laughs> Oh, goodness. What's so, what's so I, cool about Fort Worth to you, Jamie? I mean, coming from a small town at the time, Burleson. Hey. Fort Worth was the place to go. And I, as soon as I got out of high school, I moved here. And I've been here ever since. I haven't left. Uh, there was one year. There was one year I did leave, but I came right back. <laughs> and, uh, yes, so Fort Worth is my home. Be sure to check out their images at Rap Photo Company on Instagram. That's R A P P H O T O Company, and uh, give a shout out to your uh, website too, would you? Our website is also RapPhotoCompany.com. Be sure to leave comments, likes, and uh, shares on our podcast. Uh, Jamie and uh, Roman, thanks for coming in. Thank thanks you for having, having us. us. This podcast has been a presentation of Fort Worth Camera with locations in Fort Worth, Texas and Grapevine, Texas. The engineer is Greg Woods. I'm your host, Mackenzie Hughes. Please visit us at fortworthcamera.com or fortworthphotofest.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram.